Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2572. Well, here we are. It is three quarters of the way through season one of The Bad Batch, and so it's time for a third quarter review looking at these most recent four episodes, what that tells us as an arc, and where we might be going for the fourth and final arc of season one. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, third quarter review for The Bad Batch and the most recent four episodes, the episodes that make it the third of four quarters if you will, are Bounty Lost and Common Ground and Devil's Deal and Rescue on Ryloth. And just to give you the quick refreshers, Bounty Lost had to do with Omega being kidnapped by Cad Bane and the attempts to reacquire her, which worked out just fine. Common Ground involved a deal that Sid sent the Bad Batch on as mercenaries and left Omega behind, and it involved a separatist senator and getting him out of Imperial custody, which challenged the Bad Batch's notions about to whom they should be dedicating their loyalty to, if anyone, you know, or who they should help, I guess is probably a better way to put it. And then Devil's Deal and Rescue on Ryloth were sort of a two-part situation because of the problems on Ryloth and setting up Cham Syndulla and his freedom fighters for the attempted assassination of Senator Ta and establishing not just an imperial refinery and mining operation on Ryloth, but an actual military occupation and how the Bad Batch becomes involved with freeing Cham Syndulla and his family and helping them out, including the glorious return to Star Wars animation of Harris Syndulla and Chopper. Now, this most recent set of four episodes doesn't fit as cleanly into an overarching idea of you know one story arc kind of thing the same way that the first sets of four episodes do like for example the first four episodes of the bad batch are very much about how clone force 99 survives the effects of order 66 right literally just it goes down and what do they need to do to get themselves into a safe place and position because they are now viewed as traitors and are going to be shot on sight for all intents and purposes the second quarter, the second four episodes, are establishing the Bad Batch as mercenaries. They are taking their first job from Sid in episode five and learning the ropes what it's like to be a mercenary and this is how they're going to get paid and survive you know, not just the basic human need of like, oh my God, I'm gonna die, but the next basic need of, okay, we're safe, but how do we get the essentials that we need to be able to survive beyond that? But if there is one big idea that these most recent four episodes seem to be communicating, it's that Omega is going to have a much larger effect on the Bad Batch and what they do going forward. In episode nine in Bounty Lost, obviously it's all about Omega because they are trying to get her back, the Bad Batch is, but also Omega is able to escape on her own and get away from Cad Bane with a little help, obviously at the right time from his droid Toto 360 that she conned and also with some help from Fennec Shand as well, who as we found out was the bounty hunter that had been hired by Nala Se to keep 
Omega safe, or at least out of you know out of the hands of both the Imperials and the Kaminoans that wanted to just bring her back and extract her DNA and then kill her. Granted, she's sidelined for much of the action in Episode 10, which is common ground. The Bad Batch goes to Raxus for that mission, and she stays on Ord Mantell. But while she's there, she discovers or reveals that strategy is one of her big things. That's her particular genetic enhancement, if you will. Even though she is a pure clone, but apparently there is some sort of enhancement that happens because she is a prodigy when it comes to the Dejaric table and wipes people out left and right. And granted also <laughs> that the Bad Batch barely plays a role at all in episode 11 in Devil's Deal, but it is Omega's interactions with Hera that make rescue on Ryloth possible because she decides to share the comm channel with Hera and then she tutors Hera on the notion of being strategic in terms of presenting a possible plan for how to rescue Eleni and Cham Syndulla and all the rest of the freedom fighters and you know get them away from Imperial hands. And so yeah she has a very strong influence on the Bad Batch and their activities and also pays off their debts to Sid with all of her Dejaric winnings. And of course there is the fact that at the end of Common Ground, at, at the end of episode 10, there is a Dejaric match that Hunter challenges Omega to and says, you know, if you can beat me then you'll go on the next mission versus keeping her at home. We don't necessarily know if the mission to deliver weapons to Gobi Glee was that next mission, but Omega's on the mission, so that does suggest that she won, and probably not surprisingly, so I think that's kind of where we saw that would be going. So this third quarter of the season sees Omega going from just being a ward of Clone Force 99, somebody that they're just taking care of basically, to somebody who is a more fully fledged member of the team. Yes, she can't do all the things that adult soldiers can do, but now she is being treated more like an equal and she is behaving more like an equal partner with Clone Force 99. So, what does this all mean potentially for the final quarter of The Bad Batch? Well, we only know two episode titles right now. So episode 13 is going to be Infested and episode 14 is going to be War Mantle. We don't have descriptions for 15 or 16 just yet. So, you know, that's a big old mystery. You know, I hear Infested and for some reason I think of Geonosis and, you know, that's not to say that that's what it's going to be, but... Yeah, yeah, there's something about it that I was just like, hmm, that seems interesting and I'm curious about that. War Mantle is the term for the Empire's efforts to supplement the clone army that they are no longer making with conscripted soldiers and Crosshair's Elite Squad is the first example of a War Mantle style unit where it is a clone leading a group of conscripted soldiers. And at the end of episode 12, we had that exchange between Admiral Rampart and Crosshair, where Crosshair asks for permission to track down Clone Force 99, and Rampart grants it after <laughs> underestimating how badly the Bad Batch could damage their stuff. And with Crosshair earlier in the episode saying it's not enough to have a whole battalion available to defeat the Bad Batch, he's like, I know what they're capable of. That's not enough, right? So that could be an indication of the expansion of the war mantle effort and with the Bad Batch um, acquisition and termination as a priority of that whole situation. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a, a fairly logical thing to consider. 
but that just talks about the villain situation. For the heroes, you know, there have been multiple interactions with people who are fighting the Empire in various ways. And the notion of something organizing, yes, we're a long way from Rebel Cells and Alliance Cells, especially to hear Enfys Nest tell it in Solo A Star Wars Story, which happens many years after the events of the Bad Batch. But there are situations that keep presenting themselves to the Bad Batch, whether it's the Martez sisters, Trace and Rafa Martez, showing up and talking to the Bad Batch about, oh yeah, people are organizing against the Empire, or the fact that they're working with Rex and they spend so much time with Rex talking about these things, to then the conversations with the Syndulas and Eleni saying, you know, like this is going to be their fight. Like it's, you know, you're not just protecting Omega, like it's her fight as much as it is yours. I'm paraphrasing here. And even if they're not exactly sympathizing with the former Separatist planets, they are seeing that the Separatists are not fans of the Empire either, and why would they be? They actually kind of have, as the episode title suggests, a little more common ground with the Separatists than they may have had in the past. So I think we're winding up in the position of the Bad Batch doing sort of a two-fold situation. Yes, they're still gonna have to do mercenary missions for Sid in order to you know, stay alive, be fed, get fuel and supplies and weapons and whatnot, but we're also at a place where their hearts certainly are being turned more toward these sorts of rebel causes, if you will. And I'll remind you that when they encountered the Martez sisters, they did not save the information from the tactical droids, so they were willing to sacrifice their you know, mercenary mission and payment, or what they needed to do to get payment. And when it came to the rescue on Ryloth, even though Hera promised a ton of money for the freeing of Eleni and Cham Syndulla, and they offered the Bad Batch that money, they said, no, you're going to need it and rejected it. And so now we're you know, looking at a situation where they're going to take mercenary missions, but they may also be starting to take some more missions that might be closer to their own belief systems and hearts and doing it for free. At least that's where it seems to be building for me. I would love to know what you think about that, though. Do you think that that's where we're going to be heading for this final quarter of The Bad Batch Season 1? Or do you think we're going to have a different path for The Bad Batch? And if so, what is it? I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. So please, feedback wherever you catch this episode that has a comment section. Twitter, SW7X7Podcast there, or home base for the show at SW7X7.com. Would love to hear from you. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show today. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items, are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.